Hello and welcome to the Just Keep Thriving podcast. This is the podcast helping you step into your power by owning your expertise, fully embodying your mission, and rising to the next level of entrepreneurship to help the world thrive while you create your massive impact and, of course, your income. I'm beyond excited to have you here, so let's dive into today's episode. Hello, lovely humans, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have an extra, 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 extra special <laughs> guest, Ms. Jess Bettenstock here. She is my spiritual coach, and she has done absolute wonders working with me and the work that she does. Um, she is a mentor to high-achieving women who soften into femininity and help bring out more expressiveness in themselves and bring out the creativity and the love and less anxiousness and all the things that I'm going to fuck up trying to explain to you guys. So I'm going to let her take over and introduce (laughs) herself. And here you go, Miss Jess. Oh, thanks. Um, That was great, by the way. You did a great job. Hi, everyone. So... My name is Jess. You already know that now. You've heard it like three times. Um, (laughs) I've spent the past 11 years working with trauma healing, working with healing the psychology, working with a lot of just different psychological processes um, having to do with the subconscious. So anything from childhood development to all of the things that come from childhood development. So anxiety, depression, just general challenge in life, general like malaise in life. But also within that, um, I tend to work with people who have a lot of will and people who have a lot of will tend to be, uh, very, very good at bypassing their emotions. And so that ends up kind of biting them in the butt at some point in time. And so that's, that's really where I work predominantly is with women who have created a lot in their businesses and their go-getters and their like, this amazing woman, Johnny, and they just need internal support. And so that's, that's what I nerd out on. It's my favorite thing. It's my passion. And that is a very short intro to a very long list of things that I've studied, but that's the gist of it. And that's the important part. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for that. It's so interesting when we introduce people and we have such like a nutshell version of what they do and like normally I'm really on point with like confidently like bringing someone onto my podcast when it came to you I'm like shit what does she do we've done so much in the past (laughs) almost a year of working together that it's one of those things where it's like a mind fuck of like what just fucking happened to my life and how do I put that into a word in like 30 seconds to have you come into a podcast? (laughs) It works. That's the important part. It works. Well, I mean, one of the things is, so I do a mix, like I've been trained in hypnotherapy. I've been trained in NLP. I've been trained in somatic psychology. I've been trained in trauma healing. I've been trained in energetic healing. I've been trained in sexual healing. I've been trained in this like gamut. So then when we work together, I'm like pulling from this toolbox. So like, it may be like one thing one day and another thing another day and then they fuse together. And so, yeah, there's a lot of, um, a lot of different kind of, you know, when you see Hindu gods, let me just, let me just compare myself to a Hindu god. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most epic That's the most get on my ego stand. (laughs) No, but it's it's kind of like that where it's like in the moment because 
and I'm sure you experience that with business too, where there's like certain things that really work and certain things that you've kind of like expanded yourself into, whether it's like marketing or messaging or funnels or whatever it is, or like client calls or sales where you're just kind of like, you know how to pull the right thing because you've yeah. just been so invested in it. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that's what I do when I'm working with you. Yeah. Oh, I love that. The Hindu God reference is so, so, so <laughs> on fucking point. So we should just rewind and redo that. And Jess is no. like a Hindu <laughs> Oh my goodness. Epic, epic. So I brought her on the podcast today because I know a lot of you are high achievers like I am. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it comes with a lot of, like Jess said, like censoring our feelings. Like, I ain't got no time for that shit. Used to be my, like, phrase. <laughs> around emotions and when I started my business I like went full fucking force and ignored every single emotion Mm -hmm. in the books like Joe literally had just cheated on me most of you guys know that my husband when he was my fiance had cheated on me and I was like whoa I gotta change something I gotta achieve something to prove that I'm good enough to myself Mm -hmm. obviously I was not aware of this but like I wanted to overhaul my lifestyle so I became an online entrepreneur went full-blown into entrepreneurship And not dealing with my emotions came to bite me in the ass Mm -hmm. a lot of fucking times in life, and I ignored it. And then in entrepreneurship, I ignored it until I met Jess. And so it's really important for those of you who are in the space of being a high achiever, are in the space of growing and scaling your business, to be able to still acknowledge your emotions and learn how that feeds into things that come up in your business. And that is our goal of talking to you today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. This, I mean, it's kind of normalized the thing that you're talking about as far as, especially with someone like you, where you've done so much work on like being the best in so many aspects of your life growing up, because that's how you defined yourself. And, and that can be, I mean, that's also led you to where you are, right? So it's like, there's all these attributes from it that come and are wins and are really celebrated in our culture. And so that's, what's so confusing about it in our psychology, because we get to this place where we're like, to get love and attention and affection and acceptance and be the the shining star in our parents' eyes or our teachers' eyes or whatever, like I just gotta work my ass off at mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing. And and then and then emotions and depression and anxiety come and they don't give a fuck what you're doing if you're not like paying attention to your emotions. So it's like the backlash that comes can be really I think really confusing at first and I think that's why like there was such an intuitive hit when we started working together from you that came through like that's what you had said earlier where you're like I don't know what part of me was even talking when we first met and there was such a like but there's something missing and I know there's a part of me in it that's missing but our culture didn't like it's just we don't grow up in an environment that's like hey it's like the you part of you that's missing (laughs) you know yeah and so for some background about like when I met Jess I met Jess after I had already grown my business we were making the 20 to 30k months it was January 2020 um and I was chasing all the things I had a ton of clients clients were getting epic results we were having big ass launches like having massive success and so within such a short amount of time in less than a year like I had everything that I literally had ever wanted, unlimited income almost, like, just everything. I moved states, I had a, we worked on a relationship with my husband, all those things, and I I met Jess at a mastermind retreat, Amanda Bucci's mastermind retreat, and 
it was like a hot seat coaching. And I was up in front of the room, and maybe you guys can relate to this, where maybe you've been in a group, and you were just like, all eyes around me, oh my goodness, I have to say the right thing, oh my goodness, what do I say, what do I say, and I was just like, I don't have anything that I need help with, I've like always prided myself on not asking for help, of always figuring shit out on my own, and like having the story of like, Johnny will be okay, <laughs> Johnny will be okay, she'll be fine, she'll be fine, right, and we do this a lot with our launches too, like, oh, everything's fine, oh, we do this with clients, everything's fine, and it's like the whole room around you is just like burning up, but inside you're like, I'm fine, it's like that meme with like the dog where all like the fires are just around you, <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> and that's the, the world that I kind of like grew up in, I'm not actually acknowledging anything that was actually wrong because I had this story that Johnny had to be fine and so I got up in front of the group and I was like my business is fine I don't know and everyone was like why do you look so uncomfortable and I was like I don't know I'm just uncomfortable but everything's fine (laughs) and something came out of me where I said I, I don't feel love I don't feel loved I don't love myself I don't have connection with people I think that was the thing I think it just like blurted out of me I didn't really know what was wrong but I just like let it come out because I had no other choice I was like bright fucking red sweaty as shit and not the good type of sweaty like the uncomfortable sweaty and I was like I don't feel connection I don't feel love and oh my goodness and like Jess was in the room her and her partner Nathaniel Salas and they were just like staring, just like very calm, very chill, very relaxed. And I am, I never identified myself as a relaxed, calm or fucking chill human. (laughs) Still working on all of that. And um, I just, their presence like made me feel connected to them, but also like the most uncomfortable human in the world. If there was any additional level of discomfort that I could have ever like experienced, Mm. you guys definitely put it there, but... (laughs) Also, it was just like a draw, a drawnness, drawnness to you guys. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just broke down in tears for like, I don't even know, like three hours for the entire retreat on a couch by myself. Well, not by myself, but like I thought I was by myself. Right. And just having them there just brought something out of me like something's missing. And like we couldn't really figure out what it was. We kind of did. I don't even remember that conversation. But yeah, that's the point at which I knew I needed Jess in my life and I knew I needed something more because I had all of the things and I still like was massively uncomfortable mm-hmm. well yeah it was like you created this this world of it's and I think creators do this right like it's like you created a world where everything was going right and you did everything like you checked off all the boxes and then and then there was what I was calling your invisible cloak yeah. where she, she like Johnny was in, in this part of the room and, and energetically that's, that's one of the things that I'm trained to do is, is see people's defense mechanisms because to see someone you have to see what they're defending themselves with. And so for you, I was like, why is she so, why does, how does she do that? Like she's making herself really like blend into the couch, right? I was like, <laughs> no one look over here. These are not the drawers you're looking for. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And then when you came up and you said that, it was so um, direct. Like it was so, like you said, like you didn't know what you're saying, but it was so from your intuition where something yeah. was like, I need this thing that feels so absent in me. Yeah. And so when we started working together, it was like, 
so much of the work I think that we've done is inviting you into your life. Like if I could like explain it in a certain way, it's like, <laughs> hey, like you get to be here to like you created all this stuff, but like yeah. you get to be here too. What do you want? And I remember that being one of the first edges where it was like, what do I, what do you mean? What do I want? <laughs> I'm supposed to do things for other people. Like, is this supposed to be about me? Like celebration was a really big part of it yeah. too. Like feeling celebrated, feeling seen. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And when it comes to business, like, and I mean, it's just a life thing, but when it comes to business, like we're taught, like go to the next thing, right? You get the client, but there's more, you get the money, but there's more. You have, you know, $2,000 a month. I need five. You have five. You want 10. You want 10. You have 10. It's just never enough. And we're just not taught to really celebrate ourselves, right? And you guys know that I have a term called prouditude that I developed after experiencing like what it was like to fucking celebrate myself and be proud of myself and allow myself to fully be present and proud and really just practice and honor all that you have built at any stage that you are at because I guarantee you if you continue chasing the thing waiting to be happy you're not going to be happy so wherever you are like look around and be actually really really grateful for it and not just like oh I'm grateful for this and I'm grateful for that and I wrote my three things for the day and now I'm grateful it's like no actually experience what it's like to to live in whatever it is that you've built and I know there's a lot of you that's probably like, oh, well, I haven't built the thing that she has, or I don't have as much experience as Jess has, or I don't have this. And it's like, that's feeding into the exact thing that we're trying to prevent us from feeding into, because there's no comparison. Like you, you get to celebrate yourself wherever you are right now, right? And we're all straight A students, or we all lift weights, and we're just, we're dietitians, we're personal trainers, we're the best at our craft, we're really fucking smart, and, like, that doesn't mean anything if we're not actually present, and if we're not actually celebrating that, right? Yeah, totally, well, it's like, you, you can have all the badges, and the degrees, and the, all that stuff that, like, when you're a kid, I mean, just think about it, like, when we're kids, there's so much pressure to have badges, whether it's your report card or who you're going to be when you grow up or the degree that you're going to get or like being the star of your class or whatever. And, and then there's this experience of like, okay, well I have to go achieve, 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 do, do, do. But that's how life is. Like you're saying, like there's always another thing. And I think that is a big thing in the entrepreneurial space where it's like, what's that phrase new level new devil like you get to a new (laughs) level and like all of a sudden you're like oh I'm at the bottom of the rung now and if you keep striving or creating from a place of lack then you're just going to create more of a sense of like emptiness or void from Mm. yourself and that's one of the things that I see a lot is like we actually have to learn how to reference ourselves apart from what we're creating and with social media in particular or a business or titles or whatever that can be really confusing and really hard I think because people are like well but this is me and this is me and this is me so I am showing up and I know who I am but it's like and the moment that you have a bad day or you have something off or something in your business goes a little funky because we're all entrepreneurs and that shit happens and like it's normal like all of a sudden your whole world will feel like it's falling apart because you've invested your connection or identification with yourself in the thing you've created. So there's mm. nothing else to identify with. There's nothing else to rest back into. And so that the celebration piece 
is such a practice in like starting to see that everything that you have right now, no matter what it is, is worthy of being seen, being celebrated, being received, like the feeling of just receiving, like Mm -hmm. I've created this or I've worked so hard to get here. And we live in a culture that's so, so dominated by this, like, but you need to be there. Like we're all looking at Hollywood and we're all looking at like, like any show that you watch or like the, the best of the best of the best. And so there's such a lacking of like, but wait, who am I actually? And so then we have a bunch of humans that are like, but I made all this stuff. Like, why do I feel like shit? You know? And why do, and I just need to make the next thing and then I won't feel like shit versus like actually turning that process around and going internal and being like, wait, what, what is it that feels empty here? And how do I integrate connecting to that back into the way that I live my life and grow my business, which is a huge, I mean, that's a huge amount of the work that we, we do together a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that I see people come to me with when they start to show their life on Instagram is how do I show up when I'm not happy today? Mm-hmm. I like the fact that this is even a question and we're relating the happiness to how do I make money off of something when internally you're literally not happy. Like, <laughs> just as drank water and she's trying not to spit it out. <laughs> <It's> true. <laughs> but can you talk about that? Because I don't think that I've actually effectively coached through this. Mm-hmm. I probably at some point have said way more than I would like to admit, like you do it anyway. And, like, I think there's a level of that yeah, and totally. finding ways to really integrate your natural life. And, th- like, you don't have to, like, cry on Instagram. I've had clients do that as well where they actually just show the shittiness and mm-hmm. that that's also fine if that's you. Um, I don't I don't cry on Instagram, but, <laughs> like, crying is a new thing for me. I, like, cried for the first time at, like, 27. <laughs> and... <laughs> just awkwardly laugh through that as Jess is looking at me (laughs) but don't worry she's cried a lot since then (laughs) yeah literally but like what yeah like what does that like look like what would you like say to that I guess have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy no okay everyone should watch that movie there's this the reason why I ask is because in Idiocracy it's like this terribly it's a terribly sad version of what actually may happen at certain parts of humanity where everyone's just supposed to be happy and have a smiley face on all the time and like if you think about like like the slogans on the radio and like and you're and the like the pictures of the family and their dogs and like it's so programmed into us to just like we're good we're happy and like it's so empty somewhere but like the cheesiness which we feel like doesn't actually get through somewhere I think it gets through and so I think that's a part of it where like because we're on social media there's this feeling of like I need to play this character and to a certain extent you do because you are in a profession right and that's I think a really important thing to recognize is that there's a mode that you go into when you are providing and in a profession that allows for your expertise to come through. And so there's days where you're going to feel shitty, especially if you're a woman and you happen to have hormones, which obviously you do (laughs) because you're in a body. Sometimes you're not going to feel good. And so it's like, 
on the days that I think we don't feel good, the fir- first and foremost, it's like learning to be honest with, with that. And I actually, personally, I plan for that. Like, I mm. know that if I'm like a week before I have my period, I'm going to be like way more, way less like feeling exuberant <laughs> and wanting to express and inspired. I'm going to be more internal. And so for those times when I'm on it, what I'll have is, you know, certain kinds of content that I'll put out. Sometimes I'll actually um, film stories before the day that I do it and Mm. then just have, like, stories on backlog. And then sometimes it's, like, I will show up and I'll just be honest. Not necessarily... I won't cry on my Instagram or, like, Mm. I I really go by the... um, show the scar not the wound kind of thing Mm. where it's like if my really tender places I'm not gonna go and be like here world of hundreds of thousands of people but I'm gonna I I will show up and be like hey I'm just having a day you know what it's like you guys have days too you know what it's like to have days well I'm having one of those days so anyway one of the things I wanted to share about and then just kind of like let myself be honest about the human that I am Mm. And then kind of allow for whatever it is that I need to share in that moment to be shared for other people. But I don't cheat myself out of feeling like I need to be made of plastic and 100% happy with a tooth shine all the time. And I think that when we do that, um, we actually, again, we disconnect from ourselves because we're going, my state that I'm feeling right now is wrong. Yeah. And so I need to do something that I'm assuming is right which is what I'm seeing everyone else do on Instagram, even though you're experiencing what it's like to be a human. Every other human being on or off Instagram has shitty days. Like, they're not going to feel good all the time. And so the ability to actually reconnect with, okay, what is it that I am feeling? What is it that I am going through? What jewels does that have for me first? And then my, like, what do I need to get done today? And then is there a jewel from what I'm going through that I can maybe share, like, my own insight from? Because someone else most likely is going through this. And you could have, I mean, I'm sure you know that. Like, there's influencers with, like, hundreds of thousands of people that are just, like, they're depressed and anxious and feeling shitty, too. So it's, like, we make that perception, like, oh, well, they look really happy, but you don't know that the photo shoot that they took might have been two months ago that they're posting, you know, they may not look that happy today. The copy that they created may have been made like three weeks ago or, you know, whenever. So I think having that space of going like, okay, I don't feel a hundred percent great. That's okay. What can I do from here? And what can I give myself from here? And I think that that's like really the internal balance is like, I got to show up and I got to do something. There's certain ways I can show up. There's certain ways I can plan for having those days ahead of time instead of experiencing that moment and being like all of a sudden like, oh my God, this thing occurred where I had a human emotion and something so wrong with me (laughs) as if we're never going to have those. So like plan for those because they happen. And then within that experience, you know, really balance it with instead of beating yourself up and being like what's wrong with me I'm so broken coming back to okay but what do I need what's going to feel nourishing and replenishing for me today and then what do I need to give my audience right now because that's not always going to be like a 
Hey guys, so today we're doing da 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 da. Like you don't always have to talk like that. No one ever in real life always talks like that. So that's <laughs> that's the way that I kind of guide people through that one. Yeah, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. It's I think like at the core, like I call the process for transformation the the way in which we transform people. So like all of your like hands from like the Hindu man mm-hmm. like coming out, like all of those toolboxes that you're pulling from like that's your process for transformation the tra- the transformational process you take me through right you're not going to use everything for every single person mm-hmm. right but you have some core ones that you pull through and a lot of people get confused with how to actually show up and what to share and what to share in a podcast like I don't know we wrote a bunch of notes I don't even know if we're following them like who knows right <laughs> it's like so how do we actually go on and share that truth and that's because we live our process for transformation. We've used our process for transformation on ourselves, and we're constantly like, as Jess would put it, like clocking when other people would need this or other people's habits who haven't gone through that process that I would take them through. And we constantly are aware of them. So Jess is like one of the people who like live and breathe her fucking process for transformation, like so deeply <laughs> that it's just like, that's when it comes like so naturally and that's when the answer to the question that I just asked her which basically was like just listen to your fucking emotions and also like you still get to do the things and like just stop placing the pressure on yourself and honor what you need can just come up right and allowing yourself to trust that trust that you've worked through your process for transformation and exemplified in our living breathing like person who's gone through that transformation and showing that is like the key to actually showing up and I'll, we'll give you guys Jess's Instagram below and we'll share it at the end but like when you watch her it's just you see genuinely that she's done the work that she teaches and that's your goal when you show up on Instagram mm-hmm. that's the goal <laughs> and she like sits in that and appreciates it <laughs> I love myself so much because it took it took so much like it's not easy like I think that that's one of the things on online where it's like it's so I mean, I would love, I would love for my inner work to feel like the branding on every spiritual post I see on Instagram. You know, that would be amazing. But it's not. It's like (laughs) muddy and messy and it smells bad sometimes and it hurts and it's confusing. And it's like meeting yourself in those places for me has been the thing that goes, oh, okay, this is what it's like to be a human experiencing life versus the thing that we think I think a lot of the time when we're comparing ourselves to other people which is like I'm a broken human and my perception of what a fixed human is which doesn't exist the the idealized version of what a happy 100% of the time human is doesn't exist and spiritual texts have been trying to break that down for for like eons like that's where the Buddhist you get the Buddhist principle of um attachment like when you get attached to your highs or your lows, then you create suffering. Mm. And we aren't these fixed linear things that just have like one. I mean, especially if you're a woman, men are a little more like they got one track most of the time that they can surf. But like if you're a woman, you're going through the ebbs and flows of your hormones. But the fact that we're constantly comparing ourselves to some kind of imaginary version of being a human being that doesn't feel is fine all the time like 
has this perfect plastic body that never changes or moves and is constantly in a good mood that and always on top of it and doesn't cry and doesn't have like grief and pain and from their family and doesn't get annoyed and like doesn't poop like you know you've got this like perfect thing that you're comparing yourself to all the time I have no idea where that came from and I think that somewhere it's like we're striving for something but I think somewhere it really gets to the point where you have to recognize and like that's what I was saying this is what I did is like I'm I'm just experiencing what it's like to be a human and this is what a real human actually goes through and this is what sadness feels like and this is what grief feels like and this is what anger feels like and like how do I and of course there's different processes to move through that and that's why you need mentors and guides and different techniques but the I don't know like the process of normalizing it I think is one of the most important things because that's what allows me to sit in a place where I feel most comfortable is like I know that on the other end of the line there's a bunch of people that are pretty unsure of themselves because we're all on Instagram and Instagram makes you feel unsure of yourself and are like wanting to feel normal and wanting to feel safe and wanting to feel inspired and empowered and that can on a superficial level come from you know when you look up to someone that like makes 100k a month and or whatever it is um but on an internal level on your way to get there you need to do the internal work because you can learn how to make 100k a month and if you're not doing the internal work you're going to sabotage yourself along the way and hit burnout and all of that so yeah yeah it feels I think that that's where the attitude comes from is just like this is what it's like being a human is all of it you know yeah and I feel like once we start to show ourselves on Instagram we think that it's not like we're we're not a human anymore like you're Mm -hmm. a human but when you're on the screen you're not no human Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't be a human you know and it's it's just the same like you are you you are a human and you get to show that (laughs) yeah exactly and people want it like people are craving it people love real authenticity which comes from like really sitting with yourself and really getting to know yourself and understand yourself and all of a sudden that that happens and there's so many beautiful things that just light up and people recognize that and are like oh wow what is that like I'm drawn to that I don't even know what that is but like I want it you know yeah I was doing an IG live yesterday and I don't do many of them Mm -hmm. um but I did one yesterday and I had someone message me like I was just really attracted to your confidence like but you were like a chill confident person like not a douche confident person and I was like oh cool I was like eating oatmeal when I like put on the screen and it was like below me and I was like oh hey guys sorry I'm just eating oatmeal and then we're gonna put it here and then we're gonna sit in my egg chair and then like hey guys how you doing like just allowing that to be a process that's just naturally me instead of judging is I think something that seems so small but when you're actually just comfortable with that and comfortable with yourself and showing up in that way and people watch you and they're like oh okay Mm -hmm. and then she's just talking she's literally just talking and sharing and it's fine you know and even right before this Jess and I were talking about sales calls and just being able to show up genuinely just as yourself you know and if you guys have ever heard me talk about sales I have lots of podcasts on them and I teach a lot on them just being yourself 
<laughs> and relating to somebody like a normal human mm-hmm. is important. But the question becomes like, what, what is that? How, why is it uncomfortable for you to do that becomes a question, right? Why is the actual process of showing up as just you uncomfortable? Why do you need the script in front of you? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you're not comfortable sitting with yourself and you're not comfortable in yourself, it's going to come across in insecurities because you're going to constantly be in your head about feeling really insecure. And, oh my goodness, this person has to sign because if I don't sign that, I'm not going to hit the goal. And if I don't hit the goal, then that means I suck. And if I suck, then this, and then, if, and it just constantly keeps fucking going, you know? And I was talking to Jess about when uh, I was in a sales call with her and how it like, wasn't an act like, there was definitely no fucking script. I don't even know if you asked me any questions. I don't really remember what happened, but it was just like a mutual understanding that this bitch has the shit that I need from just a very like, Hey Johnny, tell me what's up today. (laughs) Tell me why we're here kind of thing and approach. And it was just very like raw, very just, she wanted to listen and it wasn't like a sales call. It was like a, let's get to know you. And what's coming up for you? And why did you reach out about this? Mm-hmm. And what do you need today? And I, I, like, put off working with you for, like, what, like, three weeks? Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, ghost. And I've never ghosted anybody. But I'm like, I know I'm going to do this. I just, ugh. It was, like, the hardest decision of my life to make. Because it's uncomfortable putting yourself in a position where you know you need that thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So can you explain... Like, what that process was like, if you remember it with me or other clients when you have that, because you dealt with it so well, and there is, like, negative a thousand percent pressure on it, even though, like, I knew why you were reaching out, but it still felt good. Mm. I was like, I'm going to do it, but... (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things, and we were talking about this before the podcast, but, like, I feel like it's important to... And this is going to sound kind of funny but like I want you to really let it land when you hear it it's important to genuinely care about the people that you're working with and there's something about I mean you and we had been in a context where you had just opened up at a mastermind super deep and I like just from that and being someone who like got to poke and prod and like let more of your vulnerability come out was like okay I want to check in her and like let her know that like I'm here in case there's more questions or things unfold. And of course I knew like, and like maybe that we work together, but that wasn't something that I was like hanging over or attached to. And I think that one of the things that's really gets really challenging is when we become attached to someone having to work with us Mm. because that creates a blind spot of actually seeing the person. Mm -hmm. And so then the care goes out the window. Whereas like for you, there was clearly something that I could help with. And I clearly did care. Like in my experience, I was like, I wonder how she's doing. Like, I hope she's okay. And then this is how I I operate in my DMs, very similar to how I operated with that. Like I'll check in with people and I'll just say like, Hey, like I'm like, I'm an open book. If you want help, I'm an open book. And then I have boundaries if they're like, asking me 10 million questions or like multiple maybe not 10 million they're definitely gonna have a boundary of those 10 million questions (laughs) but you know if there's like a level of um if there's a level of something that I can help someone with in a couple minutes on a dm one it helps me show my authority 
two, it helps the other person. Three, I genuinely care about actually relating to people like humans and creating like a clear conversation with them, whether or not they're going to be my client. But then also if it gets to a point where they're, they're like, oh, wow. Yeah, I really do want this. I like how this feels and I want this kind of support. Then we can get on a call. And when I get on a call and with you, what happened was I was just continuing to unpack with you. Like, so tell me about the pressure, like, tell me about the anxiety. Cause I think you were experiencing a lot of anxiety at that point. And I just created a space where we could just, okay, let's just be with that because that's the thing that you've been running from for so long. And so that's the thing that actually wants to be addressed here. And if we can just be with that and allow that to unfold, then I can actually hold you there, which is like, I mean, maybe you don't work with anxiety. Maybe you don't work with emotions, but if you're working with a human being, you're going to work with their personal process. There's going to be vulnerability and intimacy. So if you let, if you actually really honor that, which is what I was doing with you, like this is a really sacred part of you that hasn't had something that it's needed met. And I'm now in a space being granted access to it. So the way that I approach that is that it's important to me right? Like there's that level of care that comes in. Mm -hmm. And then from that, you've, you felt safe and you're able to open. And then from there, all I said was cool. If you want to do more of this, I'm super happy to do that. And it's completely up to you and there's no pressure. And, and then I knew you were kind of like, you're in, but you're out. And so I, for me, if someone's opened up their, the depth of their vulnerability to me, especially with like core wounds, I, don't want to force them into working with me because that'll create a codependent relationship right so Mm. like my goal is that you step in to showing up for the part of yourself that needs you to show up for it and then I'll create the container for the transformation to occur but within that it's like if and this is what we're talking about uh, with the coaching kind of enrollment old way of doing it which is like you ask for someone's vulnerability and like, what are your pain points or what's going on for you? And then you pick out the pain points and then you dangle their pain points in front of their face and go, well, I can help you, but you know, you got to commit to yourself. Are you going to commit to yourself? And you kind of like force the person that just opened up to you into a corner where they feel afraid and in fight or flight and all of a sudden are taking out, you know, debt or credit cards or whatever. And there's a level of being able to show someone the way I think, which is what we like, what I did is like, Hey, like this is what we just opened is really important. Clearly it needs some attention because you were able to cry and let go and open up. And if we moved forward, I do feel like, like what we could do would actually really change some fundamental things in your life. And that's up to you. Like the choice, if you want that is yours and I'm here for you to do that, but I'm not going to actually force you to, to do it when you're in such a, well, just in general, but when you're in a, such a vulnerable state. And I think that actually that level of like, Hey, I've got this for you. And if you want, we can actually really move forward in a way that feels really, really good and is really, really supportive. And I'm going to invite you to take that journey with me. 
but you taking that invitation is is up to you is really what creates a clear relationship and a, a cohesion where people feel safe to open yeah. up and for me that's like it, it feels effortless because on a certain level it's like it is like I know my craft I know what I can bring and I fucking care and the last thing I want is for someone to work with me and then all of a sudden like they're in a push pull with me about well I didn't want to go but now I'm now I'm here and now I'm gonna blame you somewhere energetically yeah. because I'm here and like that doesn't feel good at all and that's also where you get clients going like well I'm paying you so why am I not changing yeah. you know so yeah well thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. um yeah it was interesting to be in that seat where like I knew I needed and wanted something but the person wasn't actually pushing me for it mm-hmm. you know and I've probably referenced our sales call on the podcast as well I don't remember which which ones but it was a very interesting experience because the way that we're taught sales and if you've ever been in a coaching container where they just like give you a script like I I'd give a script but it's a script with intentions like this is your intention here are some of the questions that I look for mm-hmm. when I look to get somebody to open up mm-hmm. and like if this is your first time first few times selling like having that intention is really really important and the intention also has to be genuine it can't be because Johnny wrote her intention on the script and that's how she sells so that's how I'm gonna sell you know and so really actually caring becomes the core of our business right really actually genuinely making connections in the dms from a core place of caring and i think the coaching industry is saturated i know the coaching industry is saturated with business coaches who teach get them on a call or else somebody else is gonna snag them up get them on a call as as soon as possible one of the number one questions i get is like how do i transition from the dms to a sales call and i was like that's probably going to happen naturally if it's going to happen. What if you stopped worrying about it and actually looked at that human like you actually wanted to help them? <laughs> and I remember I, I hosted like a one of the free challenge type things, which I'm not a fan of right now. I don't do them, but it was like message everyone on Facebook. It's like you have 200 people on Facebook, 1,700 people on Instagram. Go message everyone. Do you want to join my blah, 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 blah challenge? And I was like, this feels the worst thing. Mm in the world and I got like 120 people of it and zero sign ups zero Mm. sign ups right why because I didn't give a fuck about any of the people that I actually Mm. enrolled unless they actually paid me when they didn't pay me I was like peace and they were like peace Mm -hmm. it's like they felt that and I knew that Mm -hmm. right and so going into any sales call any engagement any storytelling that you do any you know Instagram post there has to be the intention there of what am I genuinely bringing to the table today and I don't want you to think that Jess is more special than you because she's done all this work or I'm more special than you because I have x y and z like that just doesn't exist you have something Mm -hmm. special to bring and that's why you do the thing that you do so like Jess said like I know what I'm bringing yeah yeah, yeah. is really really important you know yeah it's like and that's I mean if we talk about money like we're translating your value right and so you have to first and foremost I think too with people it's if you're not showing up for yourself in your life there's maybe an incongruency with when you show up for a call because then you're trying to lead someone through a process that you feel out of alignment with in your own personal life and that energy may unconsciously affect how you're working and operating so that I think that's a really big thing like how are you showing up for yourself the way that you're going to be coaching clients um and then within that too it's like I mean I I should have and we had joked about this a little bit there 
definitely is that interesting in between where it's like I could have because you we were kind of playing that like back and forth game and I think at one point you were like you should have made me pay on that call <laughs> because it would have locked me in and there's a there can be a level of that where like people people may need to commit and so, so because their resistance is still going to come up when someone actually has an opportunity in front of their face. But the way in which you go about creating that conversation really has to also hold them as a person mm-hmm. and really has to, I mean, it doesn't have to, but it feels a lot better when it, it holds them and accounts for them as a person and where you can kind of meet them in a place of like, hey, I know this may be a lot and I know this may be really confronting. And if you want to talk about that, we can totally talk about that. Like, and let's just go into everything that's there so that you get deeper and closer to the person, but without dropping your belief in them. And I think that's a little bit nuanced too, because the, the old like enrollment script kind of tries to do that a little mm. bit with um what do they call it it's like managing uh people that say no objections objection managing yeah. objections but there's there is a level of like you want to hear someone out and stand for them and my experience of it is you want to hear some out you want to stand for them you want to hold the vision for them but when you start to see the person as like you're fishing and the fish is about to get away, that's when like the, the grabby, like, I don't feel like you're seeing my value. And so I need to grab you because I feel invaluable and I'm not standing in myself. That's where that kind of energy starts to come in and things can Mm. get just weird. And I think that's where a lot of people actually lose sales and sales calls Mm. versus like getting the sales and sales calls. Yeah. Yeah, something that I want to dive deeper into is, like, a lot of people on... I keep doing this with my face. I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, like, scratching my, like, face. Like, I have a beard, but I don't (laughs) think that I have a beard. Um, But anyway, um, there's a lot of business coaches that that teach and preach, and just big business people in general preach that, like, show the value, get them to believe in the value, and they will buy. And... I think to, to some level, like, there's a thing where you need to be able to exemplify your value and not just think you can ask some questions and, like, have some people say yes. But, like, yeah, that's epic. <laughs> I think that... Here's thousands of dollars. <laughs> yeah, here's thousands of dollars. Whether they're paying it on a credit card or not is, like, mm-hmm. irrelevant. Mm-hmm. It's just is not the question. It's the question of... For me, at that moment, when I was confronted with, like, okay, what do I do here, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't a question of money. I had the money. It was a question of, I mean, like, I still had things coming. We always do. But it was, like, a question of do I value myself enough to say yes to this thing that I so need, right? And it's not just because it's, like, deep trauma and healing work that, like, made me hate myself for years, have awful, have a good sex life, but, like, not have that good of a sex life consistently and chase all the things and secretly be depressed. Like, even if that's not the work you do, it's still very fucking valued. Like, people still need your help Mm -hmm. at the level that you provide it. So I want to encourage you guys to acknowledge that as well because I know listening to Jess can a lot of times be like, do I know anything? (laughs) You probably know a lot of things that I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing about, like... 
like specializing and having an expertise in something that you really love and are passionate about. Like I know nothing about fitness. <laughs> I know nothing about being a dietitian. <laughs> like I pay people. I just paid a fitness coach like $2,200 the other day because I'm just like, I don't know anything about this. I don't want to <laughs> geek out on it. Some part of me just doesn't give a fuck, but I want to feel in shape and I don't want to fuck my body up. And I know that you know everything about that. <laughs> so here's my money, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, there's a level of, um, you know, like like the thing that you think, because yeah, you can like hear all the stuff that I say or all the stuff that Johnny says and be like, oh, but I'm not like that person. And it's like, well... Yeah, you're not. That's why we need you. Like, <laughs> literally, I may pay you a lot of money to give me what you do because you've nerded out on what you do and you love it so much and you have so much to offer from that that, like, for me, that's extremely valuable because I'm spending my time over here nerding out on some completely other thing. Or maybe we're similar. Maybe you, you know, maybe you do similar things that Johnny does or maybe you do similar things that I do. But the way that you do it, who you are, the way that your life has shaped you and formed you to be able to do what you do in the way that you do it is going to speak differently to different people. And we need diversity. Like, imagine if everyone had, like, one business teacher. That'd be terrible. (laughs) And I know for sure if everyone had one healer, I would probably not go to that healer. You know, it's like we, we need the there's different people come from different backgrounds, different cultures, different experiences of life, different energies. Like we need the diversity. Yeah. And so the ownership of like, Oh yeah. Okay. You know, everything, even like the whole, what did we write down? Your shit matters. Like (laughs) the stuff that you've been through in life, that's been the hardest for you also has given you experiences that, you know, other people like I may know nothing about what you've gone through what you've had to progress through what you've had to have strength through or grieve through and your strength that you've built in the experience of what you've gone through I may need at a certain point because I may come up to a space where I've never experienced something in life and you've been experiencing it for years and all of a sudden I'm at square zero with you know 11 years of studying stuff and all of a sudden I know nothing about something you know that I think that happens a lot so I think that on that level like comparison is so misinformed in our mind Mm. you know what I mean like it's so not I'm sure I could learn a ton I mean you were teaching me business stuff the other day (laughs) like (laughs) there's there's so much more um and I think I also think I'm getting tangential now but I care about this subject I also think that (laughs) when we put ourselves into this little category of how I think I need to show up and who I think my Instagram character needs to be because someone else's is that way. Mm -hmm. And we don't spend time getting in touch with ourselves and really being with ourselves in the places where we've experienced highs, but also lows. Like we then try to fit ourselves into a little cookie cutter version of something that, you know, you could be, giving so much more and showing up with so much more of yourself if you were honoring Mm -hmm. not just the person you look up to that you want to be exactly like on Instagram let those let those people be inspirations but look at your life go internal and go well what has life shown me what has life taught me that I now have had to learn to become an expert in because I've had to focus on it so much Mm -hmm. which also takes us out of the victimhood of like why is life doing this to me and it doesn't do it to other people, which is a very easy thing to 
think and be at on the other side of your phone. Yeah, I, it's interesting because I lived in that vic- victim mode for a very, very, very long time. And it was because I wasn't ever actually truly taking time to get to know other people. Mm. So I just knew them. Even my closest friends, I remember I met Jess and I was like, I don't really think I have any friends. Um, I don't know how to connect to people. I don't know how to actually... Like, client-wise, yes, you pay me, I got you. You're a lead, I got you. And it's not that I genuinely didn't care. I just didn't know what that looked like to, like, allow myself to fully feel. You know? And it became really interesting to then get friends and actually have them fully see me because I was truly seeing myself. Mm -hmm. And that directly translates onto Instagram. That directly translated into the way I was able to coach clients. It was directly translated into the way I was able to do sales. All of those things. So like, yes, the 12 years of sales experience that I almost have coming like in November is like epic. But you can bypass all like the sleazy cells and the (laughs) shitty coaching and the like uninformed way in which I was going about transforming people um and be like oh I didn't go through that so like what do I do now like am I just not good right no it's that you get to do the process on yourself to learn how to go through that quicker and that's the work that just kind of does and helps kind of like conglomerate everything in your life together so that it makes sense (laughs) I like put my hands together and I was like struggling so hard to like do it I'm like do I want to say this but yeah so like you're the work that she does helps you really understand yourself at a level and helps you slow the fuck down to actually understand and celebrate at every single point whether it's like you're still stuck in that like I'm not sure how to get out of the sleazy sales mode or like I'm not sure how to fully transform this client but I know up to here and I want to know more right so this is the work that we get to do as entrepreneurs in terms of inner work in terms of deeper work and I always get questions from clients like how do you go deeper than just surface level fitness like does your fitness coach go deeper with you at all or is it just like hey here work out and like peace because that must be interesting for you (laughs) well I mean because I don't oh and I also want to preface by the way the reason I'm such a nerd about this stuff is be is not like a pretty reason it's not (laughs) like a like my life fell apart a couple times really fucking hard in a really terrible way for me to um get obsessed with healing so Mm. it's it's also like what you don't see behind the thing too um so now it's like nice because I can be like, ah, I'm quote unquote made it or whatever when I have so much more to do, but it came from muck. It came from mud. And I think that a lot of people, um, that's the things that we don't see on Instagram, but yeah, my, so my fitness coach, she nerds out on different things. So like I have an aura ring that I just Mm -hmm. got and it tracks my sleep and she's got an aura ring and it tracks her sleep. So she's teaching me about how to like sleep better and like eat so that it doesn't disturb my sleep. Mm. Um, she teaches me about, like, if I prod a little bit, like, we, we kind of go back and forth. It's kind of fun, actually, <laughs> where, like, she'll ask me a little bit about what I do, and then, because what I do also relates to the body and the somatic psychology, yeah. um, and then I'll ask her about different things that she does, but she doesn't necessarily give me 
I'm sure if 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 I broke down though, I and I called her for whatever reason. <laughs> I was like, Natalie, oh, it's so hard. She'd probably, like, be... She'd probably show up for me. You know, she'd probably give yeah. me some emotional support. Um, but, yeah, she doesn't... It's pretty strictly, like, the body is the thing that I resist the most. And so mm-hmm. I'm just there to, like, learn her body mastery. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm like... <laughs> She obviously knows. She's one of those creatures that, like, when she moves, she's like an animal. You're like, you're like a jaguar. Like, how is your body moving like that? And it's because she's in touch with it, which is what I need. I'm really good with that with the emotional world, but, like, actually training in certain ways I need a lot more of. But I think that I'm sure with other other fitness coaches, there's probably tons of emotional stuff that comes up. Yeah, 100%. And, like... For me, for you paying her twenty twenty two hundred dollars or whatever you said, we're going. I'm going back into health as mm-hmm. well, and it's like, it's gonna be a minimum of a three thousand dollar commit commitment. Granted, it's gonna be a year long container, but it's gonna be in a very low touch group setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like for me to show up, whether it was for a month or three months, six months, whatever it would be, it would have to be at the level at which I charge for business coaching. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a question of how can you bridge that gap between like just selling the body and then actually helping people at a deeper emotional Yeah, and people, level, that's always you know? what people need. That's, I yeah. mean, people, and that's the cool thing about doing your own work is like the more, and I, well, yeah, the more you do work on yourself, the more you're able to relate to other people in deeper ways where their weaknesses are. You may not be exactly like them. You may not be like them at all. You may not understand what, like yeah. the woman who's my fitness coach is clearly not like me. <laughs> she probably hasn't done a, a ton of emotional work, but she's very curious about it. But she's clearly like super grounded, super intense, super in her body, um, super present. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a very different human than she is, but the way that she can show up for me is is really powerful most likely because she's gone through her own weaknesses and her own challenges with the physical yeah. body and things like that and the emotions that have come up but also there's there's really this dynamic where and I think this is touching a little bit back on what you had said about like well I don't know how to make friends is we <laughs> tend to do something when we find a strength where we're like this is me like, this is the thing I'm strong at, so, like, this is me. I'm going to fuel all my energy into it because it makes me feel good, and we don't realize where other parts of our lives are getting, like, imbalanced. And so, especially if it's, like, um, the amount of money you make, the job that you do, a skill that you do or perform for someone else, it's really, like, it's really important to, to cycle back into, but who am I behind this? Mm. What do I need? how do I show up for myself? Like, how do I work? What's my design? And that's why when you and I started working together, I was like, okay, cool. Like what, but what does Johnny want? Like <laughs> not what does Johnny life. do, but like, what does Johnny want? And like, yeah. how does she want to be celebrated and how does she want to feel? And, and like, what does she want to do if, if business wasn't a thing or, you know, if, if connection, if you weren't just showing up and this happens with a ton of my clients, it's like, they're like, I know how to socialize if I'm talking about what I do. Cause that impresses people. But like sharing who I am, like, I don't like, that's a foreign language. I don't know how yeah. to do that. And it comes naturally once you start to do it internally. And then it's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like I just relate to other people from 
what I'm feeling. But if you're so out of touch with your feeling because you're banking on your strength and you're banking on the thing you can flex on and only that thing, then we, we, we become wobbly or like incongruent in the more intimate spaces yeah. in our lives. So it's, yeah. it's like a dynamic dance because like obviously you're a business coach and like you fucking slay at being a business coach and you're amazing yeah. at what you do. So you're not throwing that away. It's just inviting something else yeah. in. And then that also, like you said, like working with, like when we've worked together, like client, like client calls get better or more immersive or deeper. And I think that's pretty universal when people start to work on themselves. It's like, yeah. oh shit, like I can show up, I can give more because I've received more or because I've gone deeper in myself too. Yeah. Versus like, how do I get, how do I be one of those deep people that like makes people do deep things? <laughs> how do I be one of those deep people? <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, you got to go in. It's not about being out. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So a few last minute things that I wanted to touch on really quickly was routines because mm-hmm. that's something that we have worked on. So the celebration is fucking massive. Celebrate the fuck out of yourself. Decide how you want to be celebrated. Decide what you want to feel. This goes from fucking sex and like being mm-hmm. able to ask for whatever it is that you want to like celebrating the month you just had whether you hit the goal or not without needing to go anywhere else like just be and Jess and I were talking about this in terms of our rooms and in terms of our offices she just moved to Austin and she just like created her office and she's like oh shit I just like walked out of it and she's like why did my body do that I want to go back and then you went back and now you make it a practice to sit there and like holy shit this is an epic mm-hmm. office you know and so just celebrating those things and allowing that to be present without having to go to the next thing acknowledging your emotions doing the inner work past just the basic personal development which morning routines are i believe like more basic of more basic in terms of the personal development and inner work that we do but the level at which i i do it with you is like insane and actually was like one of the things that allowed me to better understand myself go deeper within myself and have a lot of answers like come to me mm-hmm. about questions that I had and things that I was like searching for that I just couldn't think my way through that I just needed to stop and listen and I don't know if that's all humans or just me and I'm a special creature I don't know <laughs> like can you talk about what that looks like in ter- instead of like you wake up and you meditate for five minutes with your headspace <laughs> up and then you read five pages of a book and then you post it and then you do your story and now you've done your morning routine and yeah. look you've taken time for yourself now you're successful on your fucking career <laughs> right so what does it actually mean to you to cultivate like a an actual routine I have morning and evening one and like what does it kind of look like when you go deeper than just like the you know right in your journal if you the five minute I mean and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that I'm not going to hate on the five minute and the journal thing I mean if everyone in the world did that the world would be a better place and (laughs) if that made everyone really feel fulfilled we would have a lot more really fulfilled entrepreneurs and so I think one of the first things is understanding your design. And that's a lot of what, like, when I work with people, I'm, like, fascinated with, like, well, how do you work? And, like, <laughs> what what do you need? Like, what's the kind of, like, nutrients that you yeah. need in your environment to really, like, shift the way that your day goes? And so there's, like, fundamental things, right? Like, you need to... Like, everyone, every single human, I know some of you listening to this don't follow this rule, but one to two hours before you go to bed stop looking at screens if you are looking at them 
have some super good blue blockers on, make sure those blue blockers are actually blocking blue light and like let yourself wind down so that your, your sleep cycles can actually be really deep mm. because that's, what's going to start your day. Your day starts when like before you go to bed essentially. And so that's, that's one of the key things like learning to honor your system so that your circadian rhythm, your everything that supports your emotional body is in like the the basic foundation is in the physical world. Mm. Um, so really learning to honor that as a process instead of feeling like it's your mom telling you like go to bed and don't watch TV before you're out of bed. Like actually having <laughs> the experience of okay, wait, this is important to me. Okay, I really need deep sleep. I really need to make sure that I'm honoring my body and what it needs before I go to bed and then from there what works for you so some people meditation first thing when they wake up works really well some people need to like stretch or move their body or get something woken up even like doing burpees or going for a walk and then coming back and meditating is going to be a lot better so start to look at like what kind of like what kind of I don't know recipe what kind of way of doing because I do I do love meditation and I do think it's really important is gonna work for you and then start to go into asking yourself okay well why am I doing this because that's the funny thing about the world of entrepreneurs it's like you're supposed to do this thing because it makes you a good entrepreneur but like why are you doing it do you want more spaciousness do you want more relaxation do you want inspiration do you want to like calm your nervous system and then focus on the things that you're actually wanting to cultivate that are really important to you. And I think that's that's really the key when you have a routine is like, what is it that I want to nourish in myself at this very sacred part of the beginning of my day when it's for me and I can nourish it, right? So that may be that you need to take time you know, doing sensuality practices or doing something that like feeds a part of you that's so non-productive but needs to be fed at some point in your day. It mm. may be that you know that when you move your body in the morning, your day is way better, you know, so you add that in. But I think the first pieces of it are experimentation and understanding why you're doing what you're doing so that you're actually getting something out of it versus doing it to be the good entrepreneur because that's what everyone else does because you can feel the difference. Like, what is the essence, the energy of what you're putting into your morning routine and your evening routine giving you? And with you and I, one of like, it'll be different things at different phases, but, you know, when you were going through anxiety, that's when I started to give you the sensuality practices because it actually gets you out of the head and into the body and calms the nervous system. Um, there's been times where I've had you check in with like, okay, is this like, if you're in like a entanglement with someone like, okay, let me check in with me. So let me just focus on like feeling myself, my own energy towards the beginning of the day. And then I'll introduce this, whatever it is that's going on and start to weed out like what's mine and what's the other person's now that I have a frequency that's just me. Yeah. And so it, it really, I think, depends on what 
people are processing individually, but there's some core stuff like, and you started just meditating. Like I remember when we, you found out that I meditate for an hour and then the other day or like a couple weeks ago, you're like, yeah, so I'm meditating for an hour now. And like, when you first heard that I meditated for an hour, you were like, what the fuck? Like, how are you doing that? And for like, for someone like Johnny, and if, if you resonate with how, how she is, like she's go, go, go. And she's got like a, like a certain level of intensity and drive and hunger, her nervous system needs to have time doing nothing. And so I'll give <laughs> my clients at times do nothing time as homework so that they can actually train their nervous system to like let go, relax, open so that it can support everything else they're doing yeah. during their day. Yeah, that do nothing time. I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, which you guys all probably do, if you don't, what the fuck? But anyway, mm-hmm. like it's, I show you guys all the time my do nothing time. And <laughs> the first time I did it, it was the world's most difficult thing. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean do nothing? Like not like act to not look to look somewhere, not like meditate to, with an intention, not to visualize my fucking launch, not to like listen to music or listen to a damn podcast or run or like I come with so many do nothing. What the hell is this do nothing time? Like what? You, what? <laughs> and I can't tell you how transformative <laughs> it has been. And it's kind of like I was talking about on a coaching call the other day and I was I was like I go to pass the water. I go to like this body of water that I go and sit next to. And like the, the amount of times that I go to pass it. And then my body's, I feel like I'm in, like, the mask where it just, like, pulls me back. Where the guy's, like, where Jim Carrey's, like, being pulled in all these different ways. And it's just, like, no, 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 you're going to go there. And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to sit there. And I remember the first time I, like, closed my eyes outdoors, the New Yorker just came up in me. The anxiousness came up in me. Like, who's going to come behind me and kill me? Like, that's how, like, insane I felt trying to sit just relaxed in nature like not in my room and like now it's just a normal process of my life and it's beyond transformative and I know a lot of you experience this similar you know things as me being in the health professional industry being a fitness coach all of those things like we are just trained to go 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 and if not you're you're fucking something up you're supposed to be cooking for the next meal you're supposed to be texting that client you're supposed to be on Instagram all these supposed to's and that, that leads us in a giant circle of anxiousness. I don't fucking know. Yeah, like, it just, yeah, it's just overwhelming and really tiring. And when we can run our business from a place of having more freedom and energy internally, not something externally created, like, things just go way better. And this type of work that if you choose to work with just highly recommend it just stop paying me and go to her like if you need this work <laughs> not like, if you need to also learn how to run your business if you keep paying Johnny <laughs> facts very true but at the end of the day having that just expands your capability to work with humans like when I started working with Jess I was beyond overwhelmed anxious uncomfortable how the fuck do I balance all of this my business grew way beyond what I could support and it was just like I needed something and I was like I need team members I got team members the team members didn't help I need more programs at our group I got the group programs that shit didn't work and it was something within me where it was just I needed an expansiveness and working with Jess and having all these techniques really really helped kind of create that totally you know yeah and it's also one of the things too that I think you just pointed on 
And I'm so happy, by the way, that you're, like, you've totally changed. I mean, it's amazing. Like, I think I've said that to you so many times. Like, I love watching you bloom because it's just just more and Johnny's like the sun. Like, all of a sudden she came out of her cocoon and she's just, like, shining everywhere. And I've had multiple people say that to me. Like, I've had some of our friends be like, I don't know what you're doing with Johnny. And I'm like, I'm just listening to her. Like, I'm just inviting her into her life. And there's, like, yeah, there's the emotional techniques and everything else. But, like, that importance of of self-value is one of the things that your endless to-do list as an entrepreneur, right? Like, it's it's endless. You're going to have things to do tomorrow, next week next year it's already planned out yeah (laughs) and so it's like from from knowing that that to-do list is there one of the biggest um one of the biggest things that I think that I could give that's like one of these techniques that's so simple and it's similar it's exactly what I was doing in my office where I had to sit back down after like being like okay cool I love this office this is great and then I I went back into my office and I was like I earned this. I created this. I love what I've created. Mm. I'm going to receive what I've created and acknowledge how hard I've worked. I'm going to acknowledge and you and this is something that I've had to practice since I learned how to practice it like years ago, which is just self-acknowledgement. Like the level of just taking time and if you, if you don't have this or haven't had a phase of it in your morning routine or evening routine, like, oh my God, the amount of energy you can give yourself back in like a <laughs> small number of minutes. And it's not gratitude practice. It, it, it kind of turns into that, but it's just like, like really sitting back and taking in like, wow, I'm, I'm working so hard to create something. I'm doing so good at the things that I'm learning. I'm showing up so much the way that I'm showing up. And even if you're in a dip phase where you're like, oh, things aren't going as well as as well as I want them to, you can still acknowledge like, oh yeah, and within that, I'm still doing everything that I can. And if things are really hard, you can literally go, and this is so hard, like what I'm going through is so challenging and I'm still in it. And like, just there's, you know, when you want someone to turn around and be like, damn, you're working really hard, <laughs> you know? And when someone happens to on a random Tuesday and you know, what, like this one little moment where you actually get that, it feels so good, but you can give that to yourself all the time. And I think that the, the replenishment and the rejuvenation that that allows for something in the nervous system, the body to reset and be like, oh yeah, like I am here and I am doing this and it allows for more to come to you. And it also mm-hmm. allows for that endless to-do list to just like be a to-do list, but like over there, yeah, you know, which is really important when you get the to-do list, like from right in front of your face all the time to when you're going to bed or like when you're offline for the day, like put it somewhere else it'll be there in the morning a hundred percent yeah oh my goodness beautiful thank you for all of that and thank you for just being so open and allowing us to get a sense of what it's like to work with you 
Side note, Joseph made us dinner. Jess, do you like cilantro? I love cilantro. Okay, can you text Joe and let yeah, him know? Yeah. Sorry, side note, cilantro is an important... <laughs> Thanks, um, Joe. <laughs> it's an important thing. Shout out to Joe making us gyros. Gyros. <laughs> How do you say it? Gyros. Gyros or gyros, yes. Gyros. All right. Johnny is Greek. She knows these things. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. <laughs> so funny. So, yeah, so thank you for... Oh, like giving us some insight into your process, into um, just helping us progress as humans individually, collectively, and awaken into a society that is just more aware of things at the fucking core because that's the shit that we need to move forward with in the coaching world and yeah, I just really, really appreciate you coming on here and doing that. But I do have one last question. I asked everybody, actually, I've kind of forgotten some people, but what makes you thrive? Because this is the Just Keep Thriving podcast. And when I came up with that name, Jess, like, was obsessed with this. Yeah. She's like, oh, yes, that's amazing. That's but a good word. Yeah, what, you know, what's your interpretation of it? What does it mean to you? And then what actually makes you thrive? Ooh, I got some extra questions. Um... <laughs> The word thrive to me means it kind of goes back to the like everything that needs to be nourished is being nourished. Like the mm. key fundamental parts inside of us that like need certain things to, to really be their fullest or getting them. And for me, what makes me thrive? Can I say multiple? Yeah, you do you. So. I'm looking at this like neon love, love, love makes me thrive. This Johnny has a neon sign on her wall that says love. Um, but like really, um, in depth intimacy. So like depth, like connecting to people that can be really present and be really, um, in the moment with me really feels nourishing somewhere like where it's not just the social games and it's not just the having the one-liners and being and you know witty banter that makes me thrive too but also (laughs) having like I don't know depth depth is one of the most important and mysterious things I think in my life where I'm like what is that like (laughs) whenever I experience it and so on I'm like god it's so nourishing um and I would also say with that like mystery Mm. being connected to the part of me that is just endlessly curious and mysterious and like having ways for that part of me to be nourished and have freedom right because that's part of like my inner child it's just like what is space you know like (laughs) like like giving that part of me something to to do um so that the innocence that's really there behind all the adulting in my life can be fed and so that there can be more of like a lightness and a fun and a intrigue and like you know everything seems so finite but when you start to like I used to sit in kindergarten I would think about infinity mm. and I just didn't understand it I was like <laughs> how does that exist so like you just can keep adding ones and I would I would imagine like going all the way out into space I'm like, is there, like, a wall where space stops? (laughs) But then after the wall, like, where's more space? And it would boggle my mind to this point where my my thoughts wouldn't work anymore. (laughs) And there's something about that, like, connection to innocence, connection to wonder, connection to curiosity. Um, 
that not only helps me connect to myself in the world, but like, I think it helps me connect to who humans, like who my friends actually are, people I connect mm-hmm. with or my clients actually are. And like that kind of connection makes me like totally, that kind of intimacy makes me thrive for sure. And it's something I just want everyone to know what it feels <laughs> like, like to be totally seen and totally feel cared about and heard and I don't know like yeah such an epic answer and no way to end it (laughs) being able to be awkward makes me thrive too (laughs) oh my goodness well going back to like the fact that you live and breathe your prosper transformation like that's literally like your message Mm -hmm. and when I I think you're probably one of the only people that I've asked like what makes you thrive who actually says their message and when they feel the thing that they actually heal their clients with which is really Mm -hmm. interesting not just like on the surface level but on that deep connectivity level and that translates in your sales it translates in your process it translates in your instagram and your marketing Mm -hmm. without having to look at all those annoying words and just like oh this is what i have here you know oh yay 10 points for gryffindor yes gryffindor (laughs) is the best we're slytherin (laughs) i get confused sometimes which side i'm on thank you i really appreciate that and it's like I it's it literally is like it's what I want like I want so badly from the core of my being for people to feel safe and connected and alive Mm. in their souls and to know that like the thing that's been programmed into us isn't the real thing they're the Mm. real thing so that makes me very happy thanks for telling me that and reflecting that Yay. Oh my goodness. Beautiful. Okay. So Jess, where can they find you? Do you have anything that you want to let them know about? Is it just your Instagram and you have some stuff in the works? And yes, I am making her do a podcast. No, she wants to do a podcast, but I want her to do one way before. (laughs) But yeah, where can they find you? How can they connect with you? All the good things. Instagram's the best way right now. Um, I, it's just my name, Jessica Benstock. And that is spelled B-E-N-S-T-O-C-K. It's a very Jewish last name. <laughs> um, in my Instagram bio link, if you want like a free self-hypnosis meditation for soothing anxiety, for reconnecting to yourself, um, for reconnecting to your womb if you're a woman, reconnecting to sensuality, that's in the link in my bio. There's also stuff that I'm going to be sending out more frequently on my email list in the next few weeks. Um, that'll have videos and just different mp3s meditations things like that in it um and then I also if you're wanting like a a good solid foundational course for emotional intelligence and for reconnecting to your emotional process or creating more of a language around that working with triggers dealing with triggers um and just getting to know yourself more I have a course for that as well called center and you can find all about all all about all of that in the bio in my instagram and you can also dm me if you have any questions i do genuinely care and you may end up wanting to work with me but that's a byproduct that i actually really care so if you have curiosities and you have things that you're like hey i i don't understand this or do i want to like i want to understand this more i a lot of the time will either reference you to books or different podcasts that I really like to to dive into things that you want to understand deeper as well so yeah so beautiful oh my goodness yes go follow her um she's a breath of I don't want to say fresh air just like needed air I guess Mm. fresh air is the needed thing but like I don't I don't know for me it's like I needed my entire Instagram feed is of things that don't give me what 
you give me whenever I listen to you. Just the groundedness, the, uh, just the realness and the openness and the genuinity is just massive. And it's just like unlike anything that is on Instagram or that I have seen exist. So everyone go and follow her, message her, tell her that you love her too, because obviously we all do. And thank you so much. Oh, thanks for having me. Yay. Okay. Bye guys. Bye.